Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Welcome to episode 267. This week, we have Back to Basic Phones, Delta Beeline, The Hot Shot for Pedos, Hanging Around with Epstein, An Unnatural Gas Law, Grab a Friend and a Smoke, SCOTUS may reign in the alphabet agencies. The hostage was asking for it. Pop a top. And another bank bites the dust. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner for the endeavor, the representative emeritus, Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Filming at night and instead of the mornings. A little bit, did a little bit of swap up this week. Yeah, you, you have to... You need a helicopter. You got a. You got uh, the day we normally record. Ken's got a meeting, and it's <laughs> damn near across Dr- state. Driving from the south side of Atlanta to the north side of Atlanta on a Friday uh, does not sound like a lot of fun. It wouldn't be my first choice, but then again, I said I, I've got jobs all over. I run jobs in Augusta, <laughs> sometimes down in Brunswick. Oh, that's a lot. Brunswick's a long way. Well, that's you go down for a couple of days. You don't yes. just go down there and change a filter and come back. <laughs> it's it's going to be so, something worth my time. And what do you do? Go to Savannah and make a right for another couple hours? Another at least hour, hour and a half. Yeah, Ooh, yeah that's a long way. Yeah, I mean, look if if you're looking for, I mean, there there are some decent places to eat in Brunswick, but uh, you're kind of right in between Jacksonville, uh, Metro Jacksonville, and Metro Savannah. Yep. <clears throat> But I don't have to deal with the with the Savannah mayor, so <laughs> I haven't heard a lot out of him lately. We'll have to get it. We'll have to give everybody an update on Van Johnson in a week or so. Hey, he's still licking his wounds from from uh, from losing his his uh, lawsuits. Uh, hey, I think he's going to run for mayor uh, in the next uh, gubernatorial election. Though I, I think he's building up his profile and he'll jump into jump in the ring with the rest of them. Good luck. Well, the guy that wanted to wanted to put uh, separate rules in for Savannah uh, with guns, which state law supersedes local municipalities, with mask requirements, with shutting down restaurants. Jump in, Van. Come on. I know, but hey, just like federally, there's Democrats don't have a big bench, and and I, some of my Democrat friends may get upset with me for saying this, but there's not a large bench in Georgia either that have that statewide appeal. Not that Van does, but he's. He probably could raise some money, and then he's. Uh, so we'll have to see what he does. I think he's a contender. It's possible. Um, doesn't Joe Lieberman's son live in Georgia? Yes, he does, because he was running for the Senate election a few years ago. Good call, Mike Lieberman. I think. Yeah that that that's somebody who could raise some national uh, nationwide money. Yeah, it of is. course. I, I think I think the. The Dems are still a little sore with with Joe. Yeah, they are, and I think they're sore with Stacy taking up so much coverage the last six or seven years. I think they're ready for her to move on. Yeah. So the big story last week was the shooting at the Atlanta Medical Center. There's not a whole lot of information for us to talk about. So anything we talked about now is speculation because no no motive has been released. We've you and I have both heard rumors from from different people. Uh, I mean, people who normally I would, I would think are in the know, but as we record, everything is 
way too fresh. He has been charged with murder and four counts of aggravated assault. Um, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a, a long, long process because he yeah, just went into Fanny Fanny Willis's uh, 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 corral, and uh, <clears throat> I would assume he's gonna be in the in the mental health wing, which is where old dude died being bit to death by bed bugs and roaches. Oof. Not a good place to not a good place to go. So he probably wasn't th- thinking too clearly when he did that. So Gen Z folks are ditching their smartphones. <laughs> I saw this story earlier this week. So it sounds like all the Gen Zers are getting time. I mean, they, they you know, there's a lot of studies about mental health issues and the Gen Zers are actually trying to cut back on their cell phone usage. And a lot are going to what they call dumb phones now, which in my terminology is a flip phone. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I loved my StarTac. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure we're dating ourselves, but I, I loved my StarTac. <laughs> and and I even had the extra batteries and, and desktop charger for it. <laughs> I thought about going back to a flip phone. I just got to make it a little easier to text. That's the only problem. I can't hit the uh, number five, you know, two or three times to get a letter. So uh, if you can find an easier way for me to text on a flip phone, I'm all with it. Blackberry has not made <laughs> anymore. And I always, always forget what year Gen Zers are. So what is this? They were, actually I think that they're, the they're, late they're, they're 90s. after, yeah, they're after millennials. Yep. So they're right after me. So it's late 1990s. Right after you. Well. No, right out. No, I'm sorry. I was born in '75, so they're quite a bit after me. So it's the late '90s and early 2000s. Wow. Yeah, uh, Gen Zers are your kids. <laughs> yes, they are. So, they're, and and they're not ditching their cell phones. It doesn't appear anytime soon. But yeah, it just sounds like a lot of this is around mental health and adding to their quality of life. So I think they see they're so caught up in staying on their devices all the time that potentially ditching a device and going to something where they don't use it all the time. Well, this is interesting in that it's sort of life imitating art. Uh, Are you familiar with Rick and Morty? No, I'm not. All right. It's the smartest dumb show you can ever watch. (laughs) It's a a cartoon. It comes on late at night. In fact, Delta had it on their their Seatback Entertainment for a while. Okay, it's on Adult Swim. I see. Okay. Yeah, so one, one of the episodes... They go to they go and get detox, take all the bad stuff out of them. <clears throat> and Morty, and Morty the grandkid goes, I ditched the smartphone. I went with a clamshell, you know, just for emergencies. Yeah. I want to be in the moment. <laughs> I feel much more healthy. So I mean, this is exactly what they're saying in this article. Yes. Was almost line for line what what, what was happening with, with in, in Rick and Marty, Morty when they got their toxins taken from them and get <laughs> and get mental, mentally healthy again. Um. I'm telling you, it, it is the smartest dumb show you'll ever watch. I mean, it's it's it, it's dumb enough to be funny and smart enough to be like, oh, okay. But anyway, it's <clears throat> it is it's hard for people like you and me who are are a little higher drive, right? Like like for Gen Zs, I I, I can get it. I'll, I want to be more mentally healthy. I want to work a thirty hour work week. I want four days a week, uh, that kind of stuff. Where as, as much as I'm on the road, I need to be able to send emails from my phone. I do too. Uh, when I go to a municipality to pull a permit, just like I did earlier today, walk in, there's, oh, we didn't get your state license. You know what? I've got it right here. Bam. And I, and I, can, and I can shoot it over to them or airdrop it to them or anything like that. Uh, but yes, do I, do I sit, on, sit on my phone with TV on and play golf? Yes. 
Yeah, I play a little bit too much on my phone also. I, I need to put it down more. But flip phone, not so much. I don't think I'm going that far. Oh yeah, you're gonna play Snake. Was that Snake and and, and, <laughs> yes. and, uh, and Mine Mine Hunter or Minesweeper? Yes, I remember Snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So believe it or not, a Delta plane was delayed because of bees. I know what is going on with all the animals around planes, which is pretty much terrifying. But in this case, this plane was leaving Houston, a Delta plane, and it looked like bees swarmed the wing of the plane and. When I say swarm, there were thousands of bees that just lit at one time on the on the airplane wing. You know, first thing I thought was uh, again, I guess I have a uh, I watch two TVs, Little, little Nicky, <laughs> where the, where he goes, we bring you now a dear sweet man, Henry Winkler, covered in bees. <laughs> and, and, and look, they, they, there's so many obtuse things that happened with this and part of it's FAA regulations like yep. if you if you went and got a bee collector they know exactly how to handle that swarm they come out they come out with a cooler uh, knock the swarm into the cooler close the lid and then the stragglers you know, you know go and do whatever could can't do that can't, can't let somebody who's not who's not certified touch an airplane yeah they said the beekeeper could not, couldn't touch the plane like you right. said because they weren't certified and they wouldn't let pest control spray the plane <laughs> So they had to sit there on the runway or sit there at the, you know, at the gate and wait on all the bees to leave, which took about three so, hours. Yeah. So they, so they, 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 they tried using the tug and move the plane back and forth, you know, push away from the <laughs> gate and pull it back. Didn't work. Finally, they fired the engines up and then the bees go decide, you know, this is not a great place for us to, for us to start our hive. Yeah. It's time to leave. And there was a lady on the plane sitting beside the, the wing or the engine and she was tweeting about it the entire time a play-by-play play of what was going on. Well, and, and, you know, two, first thing Connie said was, well, wouldn't they just fall off? The same thing Eric said, when they fall off at takeoff? Yeah, but there's yeah, a lot of little so. moving, moving things in a, in, on an airplane wing. Now, I think this was on the winglet, which is the yes, little tiny was. middle yep. finger that comes up at the end of the, end of the, uh, uh, end of the wing. Um, so there's less, there's, there's not, there's not, you know, it's not as close to moving parts, but there are a lot of things that you don't want getting stuck in and, and, uh, the moving parts of, of the airplane. No, because, you know, there's been a couple planes uh, over the last year that have taken off and birds have flown into the, the engines. There's a lot of uh, nature going on around airports. It feels like. Well, yeah, we, we have a, a, a honey, uh, Honey colony out at out in uh, the Paulding County Airport because there's so much land behind there that they've got they've got beehives and they <laughs> sell the honey I, for three or four bucks at the Chamber of Commerce. And I guess I haven't lit on any airplane wings yet. Thank goodness. I think I think the Learjet is there, uh, or it's a Gulfstream. I don't know what the hell it is. Or, or and the props they just fire it up and get rid of the bees. <laughs> So speaking of getting rid of, DeSantis is wanting to give the hot shot to pedos. Yeah, this is more of really a, a, a theme this year of Governor DeSantis in Florida and even Governor Kemp in Georgia being very, very tough on crime. So like you said, this is uh, if you child, if it's a child, if you're convicted of child rape for a child under 12 years old, you can actually uh, have the death penalty against you. So the 13-year-old's in the clear. 
13 year olds in the clear. Yeah, this is 12 and under. And this comes on the heels of last week. We talked about in Florida now that, you know, historically you've had to have 12 out of 12 jurors convict somebody, you know, to go be executed for the death penalty. So Florida took that down to eight out of 12 jurors can convict for the death penalty. And now this is a death penalty for child rapists. Look, this was in violation of a 2008 Supreme Court decision. Mm-hmm. And look, we sound like we defend the worst people on earth on the show. And this this goes back to 200 and almost 270 episodes. It sounds like we defend the worst people in the world. It's not that, look, if, if, a, if a parent catches you and you whack them, if I'm sitting on the jury, nullified. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I'm not. I'm certainly not, not convicting a, a parent for for whack or anybody for whacking whacking a, a pedophile, because um, because I don't care. It's when the state's doing it. And how many how many cases have we seen nationwide where we see people who are accused, falsely accused sometimes, um, especially with delayed discovery? Uh, this idea that you have repressed memories and that when those memories come out. That's when the clock starts for, for, um, uh, for a state, statute of limitations. So, you know, the, I don't know if Florida has that theory, but the idea that if you're abused as a young child, as those memories come up, and then, then you can go after them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we have found that, that patients can be led by, by psychologists. If, if they have, if, if they start with the ending point of, I think you were molested, now we're going to start going back and filling in those holes. And, you know, you, you start getting, a, a, your mind is very impressionable. Right. Particularly when you're uh, feeling victimized, your, your mind is very impressionable. And you have someone who's, who seems like they know what they're talking about. No, I, I've seen these symptoms before. You were definitely abused. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, having kids. Yeah, I'm like you, Dave. If, if that ever happened, you would have to, yeah, the, uh, the person would, he'd have to go to jail, not for, for me not to kill him, right? Uh, and I get what DeSantis is trying to do here, and I get what the Florida legislature is trying to do. I think this is probably going to be overturned by the Supreme Court once a case uh, gets brought forth. But man, you, I mean, if the person is guilty of child rape, it's got to be the worst. I mean, I don't know if there's a crime any worse than this. I'm not sure murder is worse than child rape. And, and, I, and I put a couple of things out there. One, the time is a lot easier on death row. Yeah. Uh, you, you get turned into to, uh, to general population. Uh, uh, you know, I've I've read a lot a lot of the stuff on on prisons, especially uh, you know with Jessica doing the stuff at, at at Smith State. So I started doing some research online, and they say you know when you when you get to general population, they ask to see your papers, which is I guess your paperwork saying what you were convicted of and all that stuff. Gangs cool, theft cool, this cool, that cool, whatever. And but they have they have a a a a special hate for for child rapists. Yep. And they don't have an easy time. Good. Yeah. I mean, that opposed to staying in a nice, safe, dry cell for the next 30 years while the I case know. bounces while the around. the pills go through. Yeah, right. Not to mention the, the, 
the problem with this, and, I, and I've said on the show before, you incentivize the offender to kill the victim. Yep. The, the punishment's the same. So... No, no. One of the one of the other things that the people that were against this were saying is if if the person that was raped or their parents or, or anybody close by knows that they can now the person did it now can be executed, is it going to make people not come forward and report these crimes if they know that the penalty is death? I don't know yeah, if I, I agree with that or not, but that that was one of the that was one of the things that the the people against this were saying is it's going to make people not come forward any longer. I'd commit fratricide if I discovered something like that in my own family. <laughs> no doubt. But that I was saying, it's not, it's not a bad theory, especially when you start thinking about all the allegations that the Catholic church moved around. Right. You know, are you going to, are you going to have uh, your turn? We're going to, we're going to get rid of uh, uh, father Mulcahy or whatever. She said, okay, I, I watch MASH. Uh, oh, Hurley, we're going to get rid of him. He won't, he won't hurt you anymore. Uh, but if you have him put to death, you go to hell. So I, I, I can see some of that. The, 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 the problem I have is, is a lot of these times the, the evidence can be sketchy. And how many people after 30 years walk from, from rape? Right, you know, and they find out that this was was absolutely not the person. Uh, we have new techniques in evidence handling. It seems like every day, especially when you look at if you watch anything that's about cold cases and going back and reviewing the the evidence and finding out, can we convict the wrong person? Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not necessarily misconduct by the prosecutors. Is that they were using the evidence they had available to them to put a bad guy away? Yep. I just think this is this is going to be a huge bill for the for the taxpayers of Florida. It is. Hey, look, this, this doesn't mean it's even going to SCOTUS. It it gets slapped down in the court of appeals, and that's it. SCOTUS doesn't have to hear it. Yeah, I think this will get slapped down, and I don't think it'll go any further than that. But I mean, this is election year, right? For I think this is where DeSantis is trying to look tough on crime, and and even. His uh, neighbor to the north, our governor, I think they both really came out hard against crime this year. You know, with all the, I, I, I really can't blame them because there's been so much over the past year or so or two years. Well, it's it, again, it's not addressing the problem, which is uh, not having not having proper training for the police on the street, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the proper ratio that I heard was they should spend 20% of their time training. But we don't, we don't have enough officers to do that. And we have DAs like Fannie Willis who don't do their damn jobs. Yep. I'm more interested in getting into prosecuting a former president, which is not within her purview, uh, than she is with actually running cases through her office. Right. So, speaking of going to jail, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> I, I, like I, 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 I like that line, yeah. Yeah, so the big story this week on Jeffrey Epstein, his name keeps coming up, even though the the list of people that Epstein met with still has not been released. But it did come out this week that the, the CIA director, William Burns, met with Jeffrey Epstein multiple times in 2014. This is after Jeffrey Epstein had been convicted of sex crimes in 2008. So we've had a list of people after he was convicted, and people knew about this, 
we've got high-ranking officials that were still meeting with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, the rumor I'm hearing, Dave, and I don't know if there's anything to this, is he's a member or he's like an FBI undercover agent. I, I'm not. I'm sure that that may just be a conspiracy theory, but we'll see where this uh, yeah, goes. Yeah, I think it probably. For, for, first of all, he was not. This was back in 2014. He was not the director of the of the CIA. He was some under director somewhere, somewhere else. He was right. Uh, you're talking about almost a decade ago. Uh, I meet people all the time, and 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 certainly you do, and, and especially when when you, when you were when you were in politics, you have no idea who you're taking pictures with. You have no idea whose hand you're shaking. Uh, someone could, could walk up to you and shake your hand. Hey, hey, uh, Representative Poland, it's very nice to meet you. And, and someone snaps a picture, and you say, oh, "Okay, well, th- thanks for coming out." And the next thing you know, you know that the guy yeah, is indicted on triple murder. Yeah, I think that happened to Marjorie Taylor Greene a couple of times when she was running for office as one of those crazy guys. I have no friggin' doubt. <laughs> you remember that? And and people like that find events to go to, and they find people to take photos with. And like you just said, you're just out talking, eyes glossed over, and anybody comes up and wants a picture with you, you're taking a picture. So, look, I don't know if <clears throat> this guy said he was introduced because he was leaving the public sector at that point, moving into the, you know, the private sector. And he wanted advice on financial services. And his friend said, you need to talk to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of, I find it hard to believe he didn't know who Jeffrey Epstein was because they, they run in a lot of the same circles. And, and maybe he did. And maybe he, he didn't necessarily care or, uh, you know, the, the, he didn't do jail time for, for what happened in Florida. I think, I think, I mean, uh, I don't know how how public that that conviction was in in two thousand eight. I have I have no idea. I don't. I just don't remember. Yeah, you're right. He uh, did no jail time though, did he? Right. No. So so it wasn't like he was he was a, a registered sex offender or anything like that. Um, and if you if you want to talk to somebody about being in the financial service sector, how about the guy that owns an island? <laughs> yeah, that's what Epstein was good about. I mean, he's he was good with make, taking people's money and making them money. So that, that's how he got well known. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, say what you want about Mussolini, but the trains ran on time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the the fact that you get pictures with people, the fact that you you take a meeting uh, with a very high profile uh, person in finance, and if you, and if you want to get into finance, uh, any, any anything you want to do, find someone who's successful at it and talk to them. Yeah. Now it, the White House, same- yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say the White House has declined to comment on this. Uh, there's been quite a few stories this week that Corrine Jean-Pierre has not been able to comment on. She's got like a laundry list of items this week that no comment. I, bo- I both think she's an idiot and I feel horrible for her. I do too, because she's not a good press secretary, but she checked quite a few boxes for President Biden and she's got the spot. And I, yeah, I think she does a terrible job. Um, imagine, imagine being in the major leagues and hitting... Uh, well below the Mendoza line, but they keep trotting you out there every night to strike out. And that's what happened was happening to her yep. is every day they keep trotting her out there and every day Ducey uh, uh, throws, throws one buyer and she strikes out again. And every day, every day is like, okay, you're back in the lineup, get back out there. Yeah. Cause the other big story she's not commenting on is when Biden was vice president, there was a, a whistleblower that came out this week to some members of Congress and said that he was having, business dealings with foreign countries and getting pro-legislation passed for those countries uh, while he was uh, serving with President Obama at the time. 
Yeah, this has been been a big uh, no comment story this week, but this one's got a little bit of momentum behind it. You've got both of the Republican leaders in the Senate and in the House have sent letters to the FBI requesting more information about these uh, basically forms that were filled out when the FBI investigated it, and they want access to those. So we'll we'll see if there's something behind this. Uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Now, the no comment on that is probably good. And the reason I say that is if there's an active investigation, you don't comment. I, I don't care. I, I don't care if you're, if, if, uh, if, if, if you're the subject of, of any sort of investigation, your lawyer does your talking for you. Right. Just, just walk, just, and, and so that one saying like, uh, the smart thing she could have said was Congress has, has the authority to subpoena anybody they want and I would, I would suggest that you talk to the chairman of those committees to find out who they're subpoenaing. I have no idea. And look, but I think not. Democrats, yeah, I was going to say, I think Democrats keep Biden. I think one of these is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, but they're not going to, Democrats are not going to toss Biden to the wolves until he's reelected potentially. But I think, yeah, I think after I think that. goes back to the short bench. Yep. Yeah, very short. I mean, who else can trot out there? Bernie Sanders? <laughs> yeah, there's there's no bench. That's the problem. I mean, nobody likes the current VP. Uh, she is horrible in front of a camera. Word salad anytime <laughs> she starts talking. <laughs> yeah, she's a moron. Yeah, she, she also she also even though she checked a bunch of boxes, there was a hashtag in California Camel as a cop because of all the people <laughs> that she put in prison for drug charges. Yeah, she was put tons of people in for marijuana, simple drug charges. Yep. So you know, uh, all the all the Dems out there thought, thought that this is this is our chance. We can get we can get pot legalized uh, nationwide. Nope, <laughs> they have no desire to do that. Uh, besides the fact that it, that there's so much money in running private prisons, there's oh. no damn way, no way they're gonna they're gonna. Even something as innocuous as marijuana, they're going to start taking that off the books. No, no, no. There, there's and too there's much probably, money involved in it. And they, and they contribute to political campaigns. They're one of the highest contributors. So, yeah, they're not going anywhere. Well, smoke them if you got them. Yes. If it is a study, and I, I, I think this is so anecdotal, says that it, <laughs> loneliness is more damaging to your health than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Yeah, look, I love these articles that come out after the country's been locked down during COVID for two to three years. And now they come out and say, by the way, being lonely, you might as well smoke 15 cigarettes a day because that's not as bad for your health as, uh, health as being lonely. Well, the Surgeon General was was on, I think, Fox Business uh, talking about mm-hmm. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it because I have no respect for his office or anything they have to say anymore. Uh, when you say when I say certain general, I the, the C Everett Coop still pops in my head. <laughs> and for those who don't know, he was the certain general under Reagan. Okay. Um, yeah, so they, yeah. So this article said, and this study said, loneliness is a growing epidemic. It says studies show that half of Americans are feeling lonely and isolated. So, Dave, half of the people out there are lonely and isolated. Stop watching Pornhub and go meet somebody. Yes, get a flip phone like we talked about earlier. Get off your phone. Yeah, but they say a couple things on loneliness and why it can be so bad to your health is it reduces your immunity, 
probably so because you're sitting inside all day and not outside in the sunlight. It can increase your risk of disease, increases inflammation in the body, which contributes to heart disease and other chronic health conditions. Um. <laughs> I, but, and of course, the article does say there's a difference between, be, between being alone and being lonely. Yes, right. Um, now, look, I truly believe that married men live longer. Uh, we don't want to, but we do. <laughs> I've heard that. Uh, but it's, it's, it's one of the things that happens around here is every night, here, take, take my medication, come take your pills, David. You know, if, I, if, I'm, if, uh, if, I, if, if I'm sick, you know, go to the doctor. You are going to the doctor now. You know, yes, that, it's t- it's that kind of stuff. It's time for a checkup, probably. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if she wants to keep me alive because she loves me or just wants to torture me. <laughs> Remember, slow death is, is, is much more satisfying. Yep, there's a real easy answer to this, though. Get outside, uh, get some friends, and talk. I'm with you. People are on the phones too much here. Go to a bar. Yes. Learn to tell a joke. You know, the, the, the people on Reddit, the people, the people on Facebook, they're not real. Uh, no, I, I was, I've started looking at Reddit a little bit. That is a crazy site. I, I don't even know what to think about Reddit. You can find anything you want out there. I was looking at ticket resellers the other day, but the information that's on Reddit is incredible. Yeah. Not necessarily in a good way. And not in a bad way either. I mean, the AMAs ask me anything. Yes. Um, there's a couple other sites with that, that stuff where I look up information on prisons and all that stuff that, that have unvarnished information about what goes on behind prison walls and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's stuff that Facebook and Twitter would never allow. Yep. But these people aren't your friend in, the, in these Reddit subsections. They're not your friends. No, not at all. Uh, I'm a member of a gun trading forum, uh, and uh, the owner was was chewing me out for saying something. Somebody said it was a joke. I said, "You realize that some of us know each other outside of pretend world, right?" He goes, that, <laughs> "He started laughing." He's like, and he goes, "Okay, I get it." Yeah, like, some of us actually, actually, yeah, actually know each other. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the forum I like for which is the Outdoor Trader. Do you use that one any? Yeah, the Outdoors Trader. Yeah, I'm Captain Dave. Oh, that's such a good website. If you don't know what Outdoor Trader is, you need to look it up if you're listening. It's, to out, it's Outdoors with an S. Outdoors Trader. Right. Dot outdoors com. Trader. Yes. Yep. I've been a member there a long time. I just I don't go on there much because I have all the guns I need and I'm not looking to sell any. Yeah. But just a little plug for the Outdoors Trader then. That's yeah. a good website. Go visit. Hey, hey, hey Thomas, the owner. <laughs> Thomas, if you wouldn't mind, I'll, t- I'll take my royalty check now and, and <laughs> we'll go ahead and split it with Ken. <laughs> no, but it, you know, it's, a, it's a great website. It, it, it's more than just more than gun trading. It's outdoor stuff. It's uh, a, a lot of a lot of crude men's humor if you go to the subsections. Uh, but that political discussions and, and, and all that stuff. And it, it does kind of w- widen your horizons because you realize that there are Democrats who like guns. <laughs> Uh, they're, 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 one of the names on there uh, is Hippie with Guns. Nice. So, super nice guy. I don't, I don't necessarily <clears> think he's a liberal, but yeah, I think he's a, he's a kind of a, a crunchy granola dude. Mm-hmm. So SCOTUS is set to dismantle the federal government agencies. 
Yeah, I think this is one of the biggest cases that's going to be in front of SCOTUS for quite a while. You know, Dave, what what this comes out of is 40 years ago, there was a case, Chevron versus Natural Resources Defense Council, where basically the Supreme Court ruled that courts should defer to a federal agency's interpretation of any ambiguous statute as long as that interpretation is reasonable. So Congress passes laws. A lot of times they're very generic in nature. And then the federal agency's job is to interpret the law and to put uh, rules in place. And what they're saying is the court should really just defer if they think their interpretation is reasonable. So what happened in this case is a group of commercial fishing companies uh, out there fishing. Historically, they had to pay like a fee or there was actually a person that would get on the boat and ride with them and make sure they weren't catching too many fish, never following all the regulations and such. Well, that started costing the federal government too much money to have that person on the boat. So the federal government just says, hey, by the way, now, Mr. Boat and Mr. Boat owner, you owe us so much money. So they had to, they just put a charge and said, you owe us like $400. I think it was like a day or either a week. Uh, so that boating company and that boat owner actually sued under this doctrine here and the Supreme court picked it up. It has made its way to the Supreme court. And look, this has wide ranging implications. Yes. It's huge. It really is. Uh, this, this, this goes into the ATF, uh, changing rules on one bump stocks. Mm -hmm. Uh, when the ATF decides, no, that's not a machine gun. Oh, now it is. Uh, when, when they start, when they start making, uh, mechanical changes, so to speak, within the law, uh, with, with what, I, what I do for a living, the EPA, unilaterally decided that we, you have to change refrigerants. Mm-hmm. They unilaterally decide you have to go up in efficiency. And they tie it all back to 1970-ish with the creation of the, of the EPA, worst thing Nixon ever did. <laughs> but giving, giving this alphabet agency this, this, this wide, sweeping, unilateral authority because Congress refuses to pass laws. Yeah, they refuse to do their job. They pass these ambiguous laws that are very generic in nature. And then they let the EPA, like you said, or the ATF, interpret the law and put, you know, put their own rules in place. And that's what this challenge is. So if this case gets overturned, which I 100% think it's going to get overturned, because the court is, I think the court six three on this one. You could see significant changes to federal agencies and how they have to perform. And then you can see there's going to be a lot of changes for legislation that's passed. They're going to, have to actually write detailed legislation now. Well, yeah. If you look at the National Firearms Act, that was actually passed by Congress and had very specific nuts and bolts in it of what is a machine gun, what is not. Exact measurement, what is a short barrel shotgun, what's a short barrel rifle. Exact measurements. A hundred years later, they're making changes to it, but not going through Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what happens when the ATF decides that, you know what, we're going to implement uh, a, quote, assault weapons ban, end quote. And oh, just, right. just yeah, is, is we decided as an agency, you can't have these. That this constitutes a machine gun. Well, what's going to happen? I mean, you turn everybody who has a semi-automatic rifle into a felon overnight, 
And and the way they get away with it is that well we had we had a comment period where you could send us emails with your comments on it. No, I hate all that. I want every time I say it's comments period. Kiss my ass. That's my comment. I know exactly. Uh, I really I really think there's this is why there's such an attack at the moment on members of the Supreme Court because the I mean some of these cases that SCOTUS is choosing to pick are really are really going to have you know serious impacts to how you know some of the federal government operates and this is going to have a huge impact and I think I think what outside actors are trying to do is attack the legitimacy of the court and you know they keep attacking the people in the court because they know these decisions are coming down and they want to say when this gets overturned they want to say well look at you know this justice or look at you know this justice look at all the bad things they're doing so they're trying to show throw shade on a court for when these decisions come down against them. I would suggest to Justice Thomas not to go hunting. Yeah, we need uh, Justice Thomas at the moment. Yeah. yeah, don't go hunting with anybody. Yeah, don't, one I mean, of the liberal justices had to excuse herself from this case. So this is really a 6-2-ish type case. Uh, they're going to argue at what end of the year, and then it'll be released sometime in the first quarter of next year. Yeah, this this is going to be a big one. Well, this this also goes to that quarter percent penalty if you buy a house and you have above a you know six hundred beacon score. Right, it uh, does. So, so things like so, that would be fair game to be overruled after this, or you know, bring and, lawsuit and it, against. And it doesn't have to go to SCOTUS anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it, now every one of these regulations, if you, if you want to overturn it, would you'd have to take it all the way up the cha- all the way chain. To, and with SCOTUS picking up this one seemingly innocuous case. Yes, right. I mean, you talk about commercial fishermen. I mean, the the very low percentage of the population commercial fishes. So much so low that they make TV shows about it because because it's it's so rare that people actually operate as as commercial fishermen. Right. So it's it's such an innocuous case that that they're hearing uh, that this this little this this tiny little domino may start them falling. And you're right. Congress is going to have to do their job. And with a with a with with uh, split uh, split chambers, it's most of it's not going anywhere, which is good for which is good for citizens of the U.S. at the moment. The less they do, the better we are. Yes, def- dysfunction in Washington is a good thing for the citizens. Do nothing. Yeah, do least as possible. Just go up there and collect your paycheck and come back home. Yeah, get get your hundred seventy thousand a year. Uh, sit in your office, come out, vote up or down, hold your hearings. And fly home on the weekends and talk to your constituents. That's it. I, I, I hate when I hear people go, what, what do my elected officials do for me? Nothing. And that's good. <laughs> Nothing. That's good. Yes. Well, I want this. I don't care. There, the, Congress exists to pass laws within the confines of the Constitution. They forgot about that sometime around 1800. Yeah, I remember when I was running for office, somebody came up to me one day and said, what is the first bill you would pass if elected? And now my answer would be, I don't want to pass a bill because most of them are straight garbage. But back then I just made up something, you know, kind of offhanded. I want to do blah, 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 blah. But honestly, the less anybody can pass, whether it's at the state level, local level, federal level, the better off we are. A good answer is I'm going to lay on the no button. When they when they when when they when they vote to open session, I'm going to hit no. I'm just going to put a book on a no button. 
Yeah, and, and go and go go sit with the snacks over in the in the in the, in the <laughs> side room over there with with, with all the really unha- unhealthy snacks. Hey, I, I make a motion that we turn this 40, uh, 40 days into forty calendar days. Let's get it done. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> exactly. So don't get taken hostage in Georgia. This was an interesting story that's, that's made its way around a little bit. Yeah, it is. A federal you know, appeals court has ruled police can shoot hostages, even intentionally, if they fear for their lives or to stop a fleeing felon. I'll let you take it from here. So uh, a felon uh, hijacked a or took a took a truck driver hostage. It was a, a logging truck. Mm-hmm. Laying in the floorboard, pointing a gun at the hostage. Well, they had blocked off this 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 logging road, and he was told to drive through the police cars. And and you you got a gun pointed at your chest. They they lit him up. They shot him nine times, I think, by troopers and deputies. Again, that's that's a. a Less than less than one third hit rate. <laughs> so I mean, again, twenty percent training, twenty percent training. Um. So I understand if you have to disable the vehicle and the truck ends up flipping over and accidentally somebody dies. I understand if you're taking a shot at the bad guy and and shot goes through him and, and, and into the hostage. That's very unfortunate, but it happens. Um, I know. And, you know, they also said that uh, a federal court ruled this week that police owe the hostage nothing for his medical bills or the lasting effects of the officer-inflicted gunshot wounds. So basically... Qualified immunity. Yeah, do not get taken hostage. Uh, If you do, I don't know what the answer is here. You know, it's tough, right? Because I know if I was a police officer and somebody's running me down in a car, you're going to try to disable the person driving a car, right? And shoot the person driving a car. So I get that part of it. The other part of it is this guy had a gun pointed to his head. So he was pretty much dead either way. I don't, I, he was just in a bad look situation. At the, look at the bad guy and go, look, we're in this together now, buddy. Let's go. I know, right. What did, what, what did Garth Brooks say? Never hit the brakes and he was shifting gears. <laughs> that is a Garth Brooks song. Uh, you know, to hide behind qualified immunity, I've, I've I've heard both arguments of it, but you know, both from 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 attorneys on how on either the importance of qualified immunity because obviously we don't want a, a litigious society where every time uh, a police officer handcuffs somebody and they get a pinched wrist that they can sue. Yes, agreed. We also we also don't want people executed on the damn street. So the 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 answer and I, is is going to have to be rein in the qualified immunity. Mm-hmm. And this guy may end up winning. You know, this 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 was this was a federal appeals court. It can go higher. Um, I don't know if he if he will take it higher, but God did nothing wrong. And got lit up yep. by the good guys. Yeah, I just don't know what the answer is to this one. Uh, I, I see both sides of this one. Can argue both sides of it. Well, some of the officers said they didn't know he was he was the hostage. All they knew is bad guys in the truck. 
So they started lighting okay. up the truck. Uh, some of them say, I mean, where the, where the holes were in the glass from looking at the, looking at the picture was where the, the, the driver was sitting. And of course that makes sense. You're trying to disable the driver. You have to to shoot where the driver is. Uh, I understand. And I understand you also can't let the public be endangered by a a runaway logging truck. So I, I don't, I don't know what the, what the right answer was in this situation, but, uh, and and I think this was pursuing them personally. It's not that he can't sue the municipality. I think this was this was personal. Okay. Because the, it's, it, they're talking about independent uh, uh, defendants. So I, 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 the person, the, the the qualified immunity is what saves you from saves uh, your 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 street cop from being sued by everybody and being sued personally. Right. And if you were if you were to completely get rid of it. It'd be like getting uh, it, it, it. They'd have to carry personal insurance, sort of like the way doctors do. They'd have to carry malpractice insurance, mouth police and, insurance. And nobody, yeah, nobody would be a police officer then. Yeah, and why would you take a job like, like down in South Georgia, making thirty-two thousand dollars a year, and then have fifteen thousand dollars a year in insurance premiums to right. try to cover your butt? Yeah, people so, suing you all the time. Yeah, totally agree. All right, so we have the run for the Rockies. Follow up from recent shows. Yeah, just a couple quick follow-ups. Molson Coors uh, recorded record profits, it sounds like, in the first quarter. And then they've said their sales have continued to skyrocket while Bud Light sales continue to tank. Uh, Bud Light, I saw this uh, this week also, is starting to give away free beer to their stores. So they're basically like, please take this free beer. We're not going to charge you. We're going to make it all right for you. I heard they're giving so a case was- of beer to, to, to every every employee for the for the distributors. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a funny continuation of the story. And the Bud Light executives, our announcer, most executives, came out today and said they they had their earnings call. Said, "Look, this was one beer or one beer can, one small campaign. This was not. It was completely blown up proportion. But look, I don't think any. I don't think any of my friends I hang out with care at this point. This was a." Terrible publicity for Anheuser Busch and Coors Light is reaping the rewards. Yeah, I mean, look, it's that that's the nature of business. The people, again, I feel sorry for are the are the guys who run the beer trucks. First of all, they're getting they're getting I mean they're getting hammered with you know if you walk in with cases of, of Bud Light, people just walking off the street are yelling at you. I'm like what? He's like, I, I, I make 25 bucks an hour dragging <laughs> yeah, cases of beer into, into refrigerators. I have no control over Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney. No, not and what somebody in New York did, what a marketing agent in New York did. Yeah, I mean, and and look, that I think she, I think she's done. I, I I think she's done at at at, at Bud. I I I don't, I don't see how they could bring her back unless they try to do it quietly. They let this yeah, settle down very- for six months, wait for their new cycle to turn over, and move on. But you you can't you can't crap on your on, on your customers. You just can't. I mean that's that's what they did is they is they, they decided that they they were just gonna, well we want to be more inclusive so yeah screw all the frat boys well that's who <laughs> that's who puts down a case of Bud Light in a weekend well or right. a night. Uh, so First Republic Bank uh, failed, was seized, and uh, has now been sold to J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah, this is the third bank failure over the last month or so. Uh, 
you know, they had an auction over the weekend. It sounded like JP Morgan won JP Morgan. If everybody doesn't know is the biggest bank in the, in the U S now, they just continue to get bigger. And there's been a lot of, I don't know if you saw the regional banks this week, Dave, but they really took a hit this week. So there's even fears now about four or five other regional banks that are heavily focused in technology and gathering assets, you know, from people that have money in there from over 250, the FDIC limit. So there's still a lot of banking noise out there that's going on. So we got to see where this takes us. Yeah, uh, it is primarily uh, focused on the technology side. Uh, tech tech millionaires and billionaires that, that kept a lot of cash on hand. Most sophisticated, wealthy people don't keep tons of cash on hand. Now, they may, may move things in and out of money market accounts, but money sitting in the bank, like you could think of like having a passbook savings account, uh, doesn't do the ultra-wealthy a whole lot of good. Um, but if you're, if you're one of these, if you're one of these tech companies or tech millionaires, you may keep that kind of money on hand to, to make a quick buy, especially if you're doing stuff with day trading and, and, and that sort of thing where you, you keep a good bit of money on hand so you can make that move. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, you know, I don't even think Elon Musk has, has $250,000 in one bank in one entity in one bank account in one bank. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's a little too smart for that. Uh, and, and, you know, he's back and forth between the, between the first, second, and third uh, richest man in the world. And, and, you, and if, you, if you were to try to, if you'd ask him how much money he has in his pocket, he probably has 50 bucks for tipping. <laughs> probably so. Actually, I think, I think Donald Trump said that in a Playboy interview years and years and years ago. They asked him, how much cash do you carry in your wallet? He pulls out and goes, oh, I carry some ones and fives for, for, uh, for tipping. So that's well, how, how do you pay for lunch? Well, people buy me lunch. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's strange that, that is, that it's very localized. It's very localized in California for a lot of this too. With Silicon Valley Bank, with, uh, with First Republic. There's a couple other banks that have Republic in their name that have put on their websites, we are not associated with that bank in California. No, that's funny. I don't blame There's, them. I mean, you know, if you've got a lot of money, the deposits are starting to leave and they're starting to get to the big banks because JP Morgan, the government's not going to let JP Morgan fail. So if you had a bunch of money, why would you stick it in a small regional bank? Uh, I'm putting mine in the biggest bank out there. Yeah. I mean, every dollar I have over 250 in cash is, is, is elsewhere. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you have a quick note on here, but THC oil in, in Georgia. Yeah, I thought I'd let you tell this story. You know, I think one of your friends that you know up in your area was the first person to buy THC oil. Legal, legal the, THC oil in, in Georgia. J, Jimmy J. Bo Wages was yeah. the first person in the state of Georgia to buy legal medical marijuana. And it was a store in Marietta. And honestly, I, I asked him, I said, well, how much was it? And he said, he told me how he told me the volume of whatever it was, and I have no frame of reference for how much how long that lasts. But it was like forty or fifty bucks. Okay, yeah, very Which, reasonable. I think we thought it would be a lot more expensive. And I think it will be. I think I think it will be. And again, I have no idea how much that amount will last him. I don't know if that's the maximum lot you're allowed to possess, or if he, if that's something that that Sydney will go through in 
in a week and he has to go back four times uh, to, to, to get that amount. And, and now we start talking about a, a couple hundred bucks a month, which we uh, which on a family that, that that's trying to support somebody who's very ill is, is a burden. Yep. I have to do a couple things. I'd love to have him on the show one day. And then we need to watch how many people start getting registered with uh, the TAC cards in Georgia. Now that you can buy it, it'll be interesting to see if the, the numbers pick up. Because I think there were only 17,000 people in the registry before. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if that number really spikes. Now, now, now that it exists. Yeah. Yes, right. I would imagine it would. This is a good time to remind you these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may own, work, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. Give me the mule. Yes, my mule of the week is the Navy. They have now invited an active duty drag queen to be their digital ambassador as part of a recent drive to attract the most talented and diverse workforce in the world. And this is amid combat plunging recruitment. So their recruit their recruitments are down, new people coming in are down, and they thought, what a better way than get a drag queen to help. In the Navy, you can see the seven seas. Look, <laughs> any other entity could do this. It was, you would roll your eyes. It can't be the Navy. You cannot. I know. You, of all the Navy gay jokes that I've made my entire career, <laughs> and it's made sense. Uh. In fact, there was a. I have a picture on my on my Facebook. It was from the Army Navy game, and they had written "Go Navy" on the back of their back of their uniforms, right? Well, some people like must must have gone to go get something to drink, or something else, and the three people that are left were G A Y. <laughs> and you know, of course, that made its way around all, all the all the Army pages and all that stuff. I mean, it's it, of of all the services to do that for the I Navy, know. and he's a pretty man. I have. I didn't see. His name is Joshua Kelly. He's a yeoman second class, and his stage name that he goes by is Harpy Daniels. Look, he's 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 a pretty dude. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure he is very popular underway. Uh, <laughs> I'm also sure that China is terrified now of the oh, yeah. U.S. Navy. China and Russia, they've got to be just shaking in their boots. First of all, Taiwan. And and Bangkok and everything else have no room. First of all, when they when they have when they have trans, they they actually pull it off pretty well, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but yeah, the the first of all, we're not supposed to be using TikTok as uh, service members are not supposed to be using TikTok. They say he wasn't <laughs> using a government device, but that's that's the what he was using. Is this is this who do you want joining the military? And I'm not saying this guy's not, not an excellent yeoman. And look, a yeoman is as as important as as an aviator. They both have their jobs to to perform. Whether you're an electrician or you're fixing tires on 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 jets, you, all all those jobs are equally as important because because you need all those people working in order to have a cohesive fighting unit. Um, that aside, I just think I if if it's not it's not even a joke. This this is his hobby. And this yes, is his side a gig. He, it when, it when is. He, it's a side gig. Yeah. I mean, this is what he does on, on the weekends is, is go and perform as a drag performer. And honestly, I don't care. 
if that's what he does. I don't want him thrown out of the Navy. I think this was a poor decision on the Navy's part. Yep. All right. So we have some quick updates on uh, on some bills that Governor Kemp signed. Uh, SB 222, no donations to election boards. Yeah, so Georgia's now the 24th state uh, since the 2020, 2020 election that have uh, adopted a law to prohibit, limit, or regulate funding to local school or local uh, election boards. Election boards, yeah. So, you know, if you remember back in the 2020 election, Mark Zuckerberg gave about $45 million to local election offices in Georgia. And the legislature this year passed a law that said, uh, no outside agency now can give money to a local election office in Georgia. Very controversial bill. I, mean, I think it's I think it's fine. I mean, I don't like outside influence and outside money coming in, uh, contributing but, to these election boards. So I'm fine with this one. I think it's a good, good law. That's fine. It's, I, I don't I don't think it's going to fix anything. It's not going to no. fix the people that are counting the votes. No, it's not. All right, HB three eight three. Don't hurt a healthcare care worker. Look, this is the one that I, I get the intent behind it, but we continue, Georgia continues to create these special classes of people where, you know, there's this is stiffer penalties if somebody hurts a healthcare worker. So what Georgia's done over the years is say if you're a healthcare worker and you get assaulted, then there's a you know, there's a maximum penalty or there's an enhanced penalty on that. And it's the same way with other professions out there. So this is just another bill that I don't think anybody says I want to, I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those bills where I, I guess, different I guess, penalties for different classes of people. I guess Dion Patterson is really lucky that he only killed a patient and right. wounded four, four others and didn't didn't clip any, any of the healthcare workers or he'd really be in trouble. Yeah. I do not I do not like special classes of victims. I don't. I don't, I don't like. I don't like uh, hate crimes. Crimes law. I don't like special laws for for assaulting police officers. I don't like special laws for 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 assaulting fat men. We are all equal in the eyes of the law, and that should go as, totally as far as accused and for the victims. All right, yep. we got HB one twenty nine opens up Georgia welfare programs, allowing pregnant mothers to receive funds once pregnant. Yeah, that's that's basically the kicker on this one. So. Just says uh, if you're a pregnant mother, you can receive funds. So this is more uh, really enhancing access to healthcare in Georgia for pregnant mothers. That's not what it's about. It's about sh- <laughs> trying to shut up the left. When they, when they go, well, if you're going to make me pay, for, uh, uh, have this baby, you need to pay for it. And George said, "All right, you, sh- you know, <clears throat> that's exactly <laughs> what it is." I was the, trying the, to be nice. <laughs> yeah, the heartbeat bill is here to stay, and if uh, if you are destitute. We'll, we'll help you get the money to, to get the prenatal care you need. We already have food stamps, already have WIC for pregnant mothers. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't know what this is besides throwing throwing money. This may have been a deal that 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 helped push through the heartbeat bill. I don't know. Uh, they said, we'll, we'll do this in the back end. Or if it was if, if it's the state covering its 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 own ass, they're saying, okay, yeah, you you, you can deduct them and we'll, and uh, if uh, if you need money, we'll, we'll help give it to you. Yeah, I sort of think that's what it was. Uh, HB three hundred two. This this is the this is the good one. Provides yeah, legal protections for stalking victims in Georgia. Yeah, and this is the one that Jessica helped out on, and uh, you know, approach her state rep and talk to them. And this bill got passed during the session. We gave an update earlier this year on this, but it was finally signed into law by Governor Kemp this week. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah, it's very outstanding. Good. I, I wish they would have named it named it the uh, Salaji Law, <laughs> for two reasons: make people try to pronounce Salaji, 
And the other is Jessica hates laws named after people. Yeah, she does. She always told me to vote no on any law that was named after someone. <laughs> Jessica's law. Screw Jessica. <laughs> All right. Can you closing thought as we're running along? Look, I saw this earlier this week. A couple of my friends I used to serve with brought this up. I sort of agree with them. I think Governor Kemp's running for president. Uh, you heard it here first. I think he's doing too much. He's really getting his uh, self out there on a national scene. I think DeSantis is going down in the polls. And I think there's room for Governor Kemp to jump in and be that candidate that can uh, challenge President Trump. He's already gone up against him and he's won. And I think he potentially can for, for president this year. I think he's running. I think he'll announce sometime in the next two to three months. I don't buy all the stuff that he's uh, going to wait and run for Senate in four years or you know three years, whatever it is. I think he's running for president. So we'll see what transpires over the summer. Uh, ah, man. The first thing I would hit him with is, is you're a liar. Uh, you, you, you ran for governor. You should ran for the office that you wanted. You, get, you give us a year and then you start campaigning. You're a liar. I mean, he's already campaigning. Uh, I just, I think he's, I, th- I really think he's running. I do. He's, that, uh, that, now, I would take Rivian. Th- I take Rivian hanging around his neck. <laughs> now, Rivian's it, a problem, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I would take Rivian hanging around his neck and throw him in the Savannah River and see if he could swim. But, you know, Governor Kent went over to, what was it, Switzerland a while back and spoke at the in Davos. Uh, the Davos. He spoke to the National Governors Association a couple of weeks ago. He's been on CNN this weekend. He's, He's making his rounds everywhere. He's, so. he's still he's still a young guy. Yes, uh, I, I think I it would think, be a, I think it'd be a tactical error, and I think it'd be it would be bad for the state. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not. Sh- yeah, I mean, I think it could be, but if he can run for president and still be governor, which I think he can in Georgia, does it really? What's the what's the downside to this? He could because because he uses up all all his powder before he gets a chance to run against Ossoff. Yes, that would be the that would be the downside. Is you know, you only have so, so much in your chest. All right, so Ed Sheeran, I don't even know what song he does. Uh, wins his lawsuit. He was being sued by Marvin Gaye's partner's family for saying that he stole some of some of the music from. Uh, was it? Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Yes. Which dropped more panties. <laughs> That's a great way to end the show, Dave. Oh, uh, good, good, God! But uh, is is the the kickers? I was scrolling through the story. As I scrolled down and found the plaintiff's attorney, Benjamin Crump. Ah, uh, gotcha. So that's that's the line under is F Ben Ben Crump. Look, when this guy shows up, you know, it, it, there's no case, and you know he's a charlatan. Yep. I, if he should never walk into a courtroom ever, ever, ever again. Keep your law license. Go do press conferences. Charge families, whatever you charge them. But you walk in, you walk into a courtroom, and again, I'm a, I'm a juror. I already don't like you. <laughs> well, listen, Ed Sheeran's going to be in concert at Mercedes this sometime this summer. My daughter wants me to take her. So if you don't know his songs, you you got to buy Connie a ticket. You got to go no. to the Mercedes and see Ed Sheeran in concert. I don't want to go to a concert with people I like. <laughs> and, and the I mean, dome is the worst place to to watch a concert. It's, the sound is horrible in that place. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, 
You'd have to really want, I'd have to really want to go see the Eagles or something. And even then, I was not spending $15 a ticket. <laughs> so, on that happy news, on behalf of Eric Humby, our awesome editor, Ken, my partner's endeavor, I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great one. Catch me howling at the moon